I am so thankful that we have mature believers here and we have just new believers here and, and those who have just come to know the Lord for a short period of time. For it brings excitement. It brings joy. It brings us to a point of where God says, go and make disciples. Amen? Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And today we'll be doing that. And we'll be dedicating uh, seven today, children. It's the fourth time that we've done this in a couple of years. And each time I think God gives us more as we are faithful with the little that He gives us. Amen? God God is a mighty God and a faithful God. So today I want to talk to you a little bit about baptism. I want to talk to you a little bit about baptism. Are we dismissing the children? No, the children are staying in the service today. Praise the Lord, as we'll be dedicating children shortly. Today we're going to talk about baptism. Baptism in water, we believe it's by submersing uh, that which Jesus done. We've, Jesus is our mentor, amen? So we believe it's by uh, baptism in water as as John the Baptist baptized, but Jesus, we know, is the greater baptism. Uh, he'll baptize us with fire, with the Holy Spirit. Amen? We believe the baptism in the ordinance of the church. Many churches uh, claim it to be a sacrament. Uh, that which, uh, you know, there's two different names, an ordinance and sacrament. I'm not going to get into it too much. You know something? We believe it's upon an adult or someone who's come of age, knowing their left from their right, those who've come to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And then they can be baptized. Until then, we dedicate them unto the Lord. Because it, it becomes, a, it says to make disciples, then baptize them. So a disciple is someone who comes to know Jesus Christ. Amen? So that's by why we do that. It's a religious practice. Uh, uh, it's ordained or established by Jesus Himself. Uh, Jesus Himself was baptized before He was tempted uh, by the things of this world. What do I mean? Well, didn't the enemy, you know, under the, under the influence or under the power of the Holy Spirit, He was led away and He was tempted by the things of this world, wasn't He? The enemy said, oh, praise me and I'll, I'll, I will give you all that you see. The things of the world. He talked Jesus was hungry as He was fasting for 40 days. And, and He said, turn the stone into bread. The things of this world, that things that we can eat. Amen? He also tempted Him with power. You know, surely the Lord won't allow you to fall. Just jump. So I tell you today, baptism is much more than just going under the waters, coming to believe that we're dying to our old nature. It's not that we've arrived. It's the beginning of our walk. It's the beginning of our walk with Jesus. Amen? Through baptism, we, we are reminded of the importance of the work that's already taken place in the heart of the believer. That who has already asked Jesus to come into our lives, so we, thus we are saved. Amen? We believe by faith that we are saved, that our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. There's a place in heaven prepared for us. We become uh, to a place of being having an inheritance. We become the children of God. Through salvation. The acceptance of Jesus as Lord and Savior. Amen? Asking Him in. He says, I stand at the door and knock. If we open the door, that's the door of our heart. And we allow Him to come in. He'll come in and dwell with us. Mark 16, 16. It says, all who repent and believe on Jesus Christ as their personal Savior and Lord are to be baptized. Ordained by Jesus. 
practiced by Jesus. Baptism by submersion in water, we believe, as Jesus was. Romans 6, 4. We were therefore buried with Him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Baptism is about a public proclamation, an open admittance that, that I have accepted Jesus and, and I'm beginning to, to walk the walk of a new creation, a, a new person. The old has passed away. Uh, many times the old is passing away still though, amen? We still struggle with things in our lives, but we believe by dying and going under the water, we're, we're associating with the death and burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. United like Him in His death, united with Him in the resurrection, our old self being crucified. The old nature. Before Christ. And the new has come. So that's what baptism really is a representation of. And we're proclaiming that to the world. To symbolically declare to everyone that the old sinful life and lifestyle has died at salvation... And a new spiritual beginning has been raised up in each and every one of us. It's being raised up. Raised up with Christ. Amen? Because now He becomes our standard of living. Oh, this world has all kinds of standards of living. All kinds of laws and rules and politically corrects and uncorrects. But there's only one truth. And there's only one truth that has lasted throughout all time and will continue to last and be the truth for all times. And that's the Word of Jesus Christ. So we're a new creation. We believe we're a new creation at salvation. So therefore, we are baptized as the Word proclaims us to do. And it's the beginning of, to live a new life. If it wasn't just the beginning, then we will arrive. But we believe in direction. We believe that we are to be walking in the direction of Jesus Christ our whole life. We've never arrived. So many times we think we take a class, we take a teaching, we, take, uh, we learn and we've gone to seminars. All of a sudden I've arrived. Look where I am. But I believe we've never arrived. We've only in a new destination, a new direction as we face Jesus. He takes us from one place to another until the day we stand before Him. Amen? So we need to be going in the direction of Jesus Christ no matter where we are. It's not about arriving. It's about striving and moving forward in Christ. Let none of us think that we have arrived or that we're better than anyone else. Because then that's the beginning of the fall. We accept a new spiritual family. Isn't it good to hear the children chuckle? I love it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We begin to see that we have a new family. As we are adopted into a family, we become a family here. Are any of us really truly the same? <laughs> Hopefully we have the same goals, but yet we're not the same. We look different. We live in different places. We do different things. Praise God for that because guess what? We're the family of God. Can the eye say it? I don't need the foot. Hopefully your toe is not in your eye, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We all have talents and, and so we have a new purpose in life. This new walk, this new change, this, this, this new creation 
has a new purpose, and that's to follow Christ and to serve Christ, to serve the family of Christ, and to be more like Christ each day. It doesn't mean we're sinless. If we think it's about being sinless, then we're going to condemn ourselves. Because every time we fail, the enemy's going to say, and our, and our thoughts are going to say, you're worthless, you failed again. But in Christ, it's about His grace and mercy that doesn't give us that punishment that we really deserve, but the grace and the mercy to on another day, He gives us the good things instead of giving us the bad that we deserve. Grace and mercy. Amen? That's the glory of God. Because we're going in the direction on a new path with a new purpose. We're learning new things. Anyone who has never failed has never done a new thing. And even then, we're only blind or denying our failure. So failure is not for someone who is not in Christ. The failure is for those who are in Christ striving to do something new and greater. And sometimes we fail. But that's okay. Failing doesn't mean we jump to the bottom of the well necessarily. <laughs> Failing means we keep our eyes on Jesus. And as Peter got out of the boat and began to fail to walk on water, he said, help me. And God, Jesus reached out to him and helped him, didn't he? See, he failed to walk on the water, at least very far, but yet Jesus was there to grab onto him. He was still close to Jesus. Amen? And many laugh at him today even. But I tell you, he got out of the boat and he began to try to walk. And we need to get out of the boat that we're in sometimes just to realize there's far greater things out there. Matthew 28, 19, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And that's what we'll be doing today. We'll be baptizing those who have submitted to the waters of baptism, those who have accepted the Lord Jesus into their life, and those who are beginning this new walk, this new creation, accepting that they have a new family, We'll be baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Believing that God will continue to lift them up and to strengthen them in their walk and to guide them. He says, I put a lamp under your feet and a light under the path. We're no longer walking in darkness, but yet we begin to walk in light. That lamp is pretty dim. See the old movies? They're holding the lamp out. They're always looking down. When we begin to come to Christ, when we first come to Christ, we begin to take baby steps. And we're very slow sometimes and, and, and we're a little bit scared to being judged because the world judges. And, but as we become more mature, sometimes that leaves us open for bigger mistakes because we want to run. But in great faith, we have a great God. Amen? Verse 20 says, Matthew 28, 20. See, we're baptized them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And verse 20 says the work's not done. <laughs> we still have a responsibility. Now we have babies on our hands. <laughs> Baby is new life and excitement and new adventure. We love the kids. For the old folks, they say, man, they're running everywhere. I say, praise God. I wish I could run with them. <laughs> praise the Lord. We better build relationships with them because they're going to be taking care of us someday. Think about it. There's a life. Verse 20, let me get to it. And teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always till the very end of the age. See, we are to teach them and raise them up and come alongside them and, and, and know that they're going to fail in ways that we may not, but guess what? We fail in, fail in ways they don't even understand. 
We fail by, by not saying something. We fail in what we say sometimes. And you know something? They're both okay. As long as we don't squalor in our failures, but yet allow Jesus to take us forward and, and continue to believe and trust in a greater way. Our failures should bring us to our knees and a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ. Because it means I want less of me. I fail. Jesus never does. We can't have any more than Jesus than we have at salvation. So we need to get less of us to think He could be more of Him dwelling us, right? If you've got a full box, you've got to take some things out before something else can get in. Less of me, my junk. And today, we'll also be dedicating... Mark 10, 13, 16 talks about the children came on to Jesus. We know that the disciples rebuked him. And, and you know, in today's world, they'd say, oh, you got to watch how you, you are with the children. And yes, we do. But I tell you, in Christ, we are to lead them to Jesus and, and know that Jesus will be with them for a lifetime, even though we may not. Even when they may not follow Jesus in their young years, but yet it says they'll not part from it when they grow older, when they become wise. The prodigal son left, didn't he? Oh, but he knew where to go when he came to the end of himself. And, and we see that the father was looking for him and waiting for him when he was afar off. He was on his way back. He rehearsed all the things he was going to say to his dad. Oh, just take me in and just give me a roof over my head. I'm sorry. But before he could say any of that, the Father graciously and mercifully and took him back. And that's what our God does to us. No matter how many times we've stumbled or fallen or failed, turned away from Him or squandered the gifts that He has given us, as we repent, as we ask for forgiveness, to believe that, that the Son of God is Jesus and that He raised Him from the dead, then we are saved we are put upon the path, then we must be baptized and move forward in life. Sometimes we need to rededicate our lives. Lord, I've failed. I've not been following you. And I just want to, I want to get a new spark. Not that we have to do that, but sometimes we need to do that. Sometimes in our life we have to. Not sometimes. We always, each and every one, from the youngest to the oldest, must come to a point and say, Jesus, come into my life and be Lord. I, I need you. I trust in you. I know who you are and I believe who you are. That's salvation. Each one. Whether you have ten pastors in your family or all of them, but you were a pastor. Each individual must come to the Lord and trust. And trust. When we're old enough to know our left from our right, to know who Jesus is and desire to know more of Him. So today... Before we do our dedications, I'm going to ask for those who would say, maybe I need to rededicate my life. Oh, and everybody's looking around and said, oh man, who'd be foolish enough to raise their hand and say I might not have been on the right course? See, I tell you, if you're thinking that, you're condemning yourself because as we judge them, so will we be judged. Lord, maybe I've not served you in a while, though I've heard your call. Lord, I've said things I ought not to say. 
So I'm just going to ask you today, and I'm not going to ask anybody to close their eyes because the Lord already knows. And if we're not hiding from the Lord, then who are we truly hiding from? Because He already knows. Are we afraid of man? I think we all have that sense of fear. What can men do to me if the Lord be for me? Scripture asks that question, doesn't it? So today, if you say that perhaps I've not been on that right path, you'd be bold enough to lift your hand. I just ask you to lift your hand today. I see a hand. One bold soul. Praise the Lord. Today I'm also going to ask if there be one who... I see another hand. Praise the Lord. See, God sees our hearts. <laughs> we can lift our hand where men would see Him, and that's scary. But can you believe that God already sees our hearts and, and He's thumping at your heart and you're not responding? That's what truly we ought to be fearful of. See it in a couple hands. Praise the Lord. Be one today that would ask God to come into their life perhaps for the first time. Would it be one so bold to do that today that it never has done that? I see a little hand over there. Look at that. Praise God. He says, come unto me as the children come unto me. See, we must come as children who aren't fearful, who trust That's why Jesus said, let the little children come out to me. And he took them in his arms and he prayed for them. And that's what we'll be doing today. But as this one has asked to bring, asked for the Lord to come in her life. And if she'd be so bold to come on up today. Come on up, Grandma. Come up with her. Praise the Lord. I see the other couple of hands. So they'd be so bold to come up as well that I might pray for you as well. I'm going to ask you to get up out of your seat and come forward if you lifted your hand up as needing a closer walk with the Lord. See, it's not enough that we raise our hand. Sometimes we need to publicly proclaim it as we do today. Janine, would you come up and pray for this one for salvation? Janine is our youth coordinator. So how fitting it is that she might get an opportunity to bring this young one to the Lord. Go ahead, sis. For those who raised their hand, you want prayer today? If you do, you must come forward. I could come to you, but I'm asking you to come forward. Today is about public confession, public. Saw another hand. Look at that. The young and the old. Praise the Lord. What an example it is to us. This one has so much to be thankful for. She's got... She's got a new knee, and God has brought her from a place of immobility to walking without a pain again. Praise the Lord. Father, I lift this bowl. Heavenly Father, I lift this one, this bowl one before you, Lord God. I thank you for her, her willingness, Lord God, to respond if you move upon her. 